个 show and tell now, shall we? What is good, beautiful people of the world? I'm a four-eyed creator, K, because I just got a new pair of glasses. Just thought I'd just thought I'd share that with you. I kind of look a little nerdy, but I also look cute. Welcome to episode 24 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-weekly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month, where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. In this episode, I am joined by Brooklyn musical artist, Aura. In part one of the episode, Aura talks about the various forms of expression that she has done throughout her life in dancing, writing, and singing, the last of which has blossomed into her true passion. She also shares how she developed the confidence to actually start pursuing that passion and how an interaction with a fellow student in college made her realize that there was something there within her that was worth growing. In part two, Aura shares with us a beautiful piece of poetry that she wrote one day on her commute to work with a message that is well worth paying attention to. With that said, it's time for Show and Tell. Welcome to episode 24 of the Show and Tell podcast. I am your host, Creator K, and joining me for episode 24 is Brooklyn musical artist, vocalist, poet, producer, Aura. <laughs> what up, Creator K? So nice to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining me on this lovely, uh, what's today? Thursday? Thir- yeah, <laughs> I think so. Th- Thursday <laughs> evening. Yeah. I've lost track. I know, it's, as we were talking earlier, it's been it's been quite the day. We had a little bit of time to decompress before we re-recorded, which is very important, but now we are here chatting over the interwaves. You're in Brooklyn, as I said. How's Brooklyn? Did you grow up there? Yeah, I did. Um, Brooklyn's dope. Um, it's a bit gloomy today, which always impacts my mood significantly. But otherwise, I don't know. I love I love the days mm. here. So you're part of the seasonal depression gang? Oh, totally, dude. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I need vitamin D supplements. What? Yeah. And I was like, okay, got you. And But it doesn't really help that much because no matter what, when you wake up to gray skies, it's like, damn, you have to really pull yourself out of yeah. it. Yeah. I've never tried the vitamin D supplements, honestly. But if you yeah. say that they don't help that much, then I probably won't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Shit. I don't want to like, you know, detract you from doing that. But um, yeah. I don't know. I'm it's not, it's it not for, the like, same. It's not the same. It's not. I mean, I've also been doing it for like a week. So I uh. probably shouldn't have an opinion yet. But that's, um, that's fair. I'll keep trying and I'll let you know. I'll keep you posted. Thank you. Yeah, no, hit me up. Hit me up as soon as you find out. <laughs> and I will run out to the store or or not because maybe they, I'll find out they don't work. But, like you know, it's not it's not it's not the same as, as real sunlight, which Boston yeah. Boston's kind of, you know, similar. It's obviously close in proximity to Brooklyn in the grand scheme of things. But it's it's always it was gloomy today. It was gloomy yesterday. So, yeah, I feel you kind of in the same boat there. But, yeah, here we are. So why don't you tell the listeners who don't know who you are, who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name's Aura. Um, I think first and foremost, I like to consider myself a lyricist, but you know, many people call me an artist, a musician. Um, I pretty much, I sing, I rap. I just started recently getting into producing. I got the machine um, Mark III, which has been a lot of fun to explore. Also very intimidating at first, but, um, but yeah, I kind of do whatever my heart leads me to do i just started getting into film photography too so that's awesome (laughs) Mm. um Mm -hmm. but i'm a creative in general that's what's up so here's a a very generic question or a softball to start things off how did you get into music (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question no matter what. Um, but I actually started off as a, a dancer when I was younger, but I felt pretty limited creatively. Um, I just felt like I needed to expand. I think a lot can be said through movement, but I feel like I still wasn't saying enough. I was um, an only child growing up, and so I often didn't feel like I had anyone to confide in. And so I started writing poetry at first, um, which kind of naturally evolved into slam poetry. And then I was like, well, slam poetry is like an inch away from rapping, so mm -hmm. I'm going to try rapping too. And then I just started writing raps. But um, a lot of the reason why I only wrote raps in the first like few years where – you know, I started writing in general was because my mom, when I was younger, actually told me that I sucked at singing. And she's like, don't sing, just continue dancing. And that like, no way. dude, I was so, I was so sad at first, but then I was like, you know, F this, I'm going to start recording myself on, on like my flip phone on the the initial voice memos and I used to sing the same song every day and that song was Let Me Love You by Mario and I sang that every day for I think a solid like year at least until I thought to myself hey this sounds pretty good I was a harsh critic and I was like if it if it's not perfect I don't want it um, and after a while I think I just sort of trained my ear to recognize what sounded bad and then I was able to train myself to actually sound pretty good to the point where I now sing as my second job essentially. Yeah, so. that's what's up. <laughs> so you're self-trained then? No yeah, no I, formal coaching or anything? Never. I've never had a formal vocal lesson in my life. Never was in chorus, nothing like that. Ah. So. so does your mom still feel the same way? Or is she a little bit a little more encouraging now? <laughs> She she's converted since then. Yeah. You know, this is when I was like eight years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was like knocking me down from from the beginning, yeah. but I think she was just super. <laughs> I I respect the honesty for sure, and it, it wasn't like out of um, you, you know, she wasn't doing it from a bad place. She right. was just trying to set the right expectations. I think you know, she was the type of mom that wanted me to be a nurse and you know follow my medical school dreams, but. I think once she saw how much, how dedicated I was to perfecting this craft that I was so passionate about, she started giving it a chance and being open-minded about it and is actually one of my biggest supporters now. So um, I think I think she's officially converted for sure. That's awesome. Is your mom or anyone else in your family musically inclined? Well, my mom used to uh, sing a lot when I was younger, but She's not um, necessarily a trained musician by any means. And none of my family actually is into any of the arts at all. It's also, mm. it's pretty much a majority of a healthcare family, which is interesting. I see. But, yeah. And that was a path that you were going down at some point in your life as well? Yeah, it, it, it sort of still is. Like I have a job that sort of funds the dream, but that job right. is within the healthcare industry. And it fulfills this like small pocket of passion that I have where it's like, I mean, everyone has experienced what our healthcare system is like in America and it's trash, right? <laughs> and I, I feel like we're all affected by it whenever, even if we're not sick through like preventative care and everything. And I think that a part of me still wants to make it better. And so, you know, while I love music and that is 
my primary passion. I still like to be able to feel as though I'm contributing in some way in bettering our healthcare system. And so my day job pretty much still is involved in that, which is cool. Yeah. 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 It's cool. Especially, you know, a lot of people who are artists have day jobs that they hate. So at least yeah. you, at, at the very least, you don't hate your day job. So that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty lucky for sure. Wow. Yeah. So how long have you been putting, well, I mean, you've kind of, like you said, you've been, you know, involved in music and, and singing and being a lyricist and writing slam poetry for many, many years. But how long have you been putting out music? Because if people were to look at your catalog, you don't have a lot of music out on the internet. So one would yeah. think that you haven't been doing it for that long, but what's, what's the answer to that? How long have you been really working hard on the music side of your life? Yeah, I think that I didn't have the confidence to put anything out until 2018, I believe was when I first released my single. I think the first one was white water. And, um, before that I was just, incredibly intimidated or I guess just scared to be that vulnerable with people because once I put something out there, I can't take it back. And, and I don't know how I was going to feel about it a year in the future. Right. And even a year in the future or two years, rather, I look back and I'm like, damn, wow. You know, I thought that was the best single I was ever going to put out. And then I'm like, girl, you were so wrong. But there is a beauty in that. And I've started to appreciate that more as I've been doing it for, you know, two years, I think officially since I've been pulling putting out music. Um, I appreciate it now, but before that I was just super scared. I didn't, I didn't think I was good enough. I compared myself to so many others that were already doing it and everyone has their own path. And I, I, I realized that I would never know what my path would look like until I began that that journey and and so I just bit the bullet and I I went for it that's awesome was there any process that you went through that kind of helped you get through were were there people in your corner that kind of helped you get to that place where you were like confident in putting music out or anything like that yeah it's it's kind of interesting because music has always been something that I did um alone all the time I always wrote alone I always sang to myself and never really sang in front of others. Um, but I did, I decided to do a couple of open mics um, when I was in college uh, at Binghamton University. And I remember there was this um, one girl, her name's Tamara. She came up to me after one of the open mics and she said, I can't wait to, to hear more of your music. I really want to see you grow as an artist. And hearing someone tell me that they wanted to see me grow as an artist was a very empowering thing for me to hear. I just never thought that someone else would be interested in my growth as a person as within this passion of mine. And that sort of kicked me and and lit a fire underneath my ass to say, well, if someone else thinks that I have the potential to grow as this artist, then I should definitely think that as well. And after that, I sort of just went for it. You know, I said, I think other people would think that too. And at the end of the day, it's not about what everyone else thinks. It's, am I making myself proud? Mm -hmm. And if I write something, I put it out there. And at that moment, I feel proud of myself, then I can say that that was a success and 
keep pushing forward. So I think that's that's how it all started. Yeah, it's almost like that. Um, it's almost like she saw you as further. There's my dog uh, busting, trying to bust down my door. <laughs> he uh, he's he's very attention hungry. He's a puppy. That's oh, why. Um, oh, what yeah, kind of pup? It's a golden retriever. Or he's a golden retriever. He's not an it. He's a, he's a, he's a very nice little boy. Good. Oh, that's so yeah. cute. I have a Rottweiler. So oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if the mic picked that up, but in case it did, that's why I brought that up. But um, yeah, it totally just like threw off my train of thought. It's uh, all good. Anyway, um, so it's almost as if she, when she came up to you, it's almost as if, as if she kind of saw you in a place that you weren't necessarily at mentally it's like maybe she envisioned you as this already kind of established artist and then but you you know obviously knowing yourself being yourself you're like oh well I just came here to do an open mic I didn't even realize that I had that potential is that kind of how it felt definitely and I think there was always a part of me that was seeking you know in all honesty seeking that sort of validation from from someone else because up until that point, I was writing so much and I had not even joking over 200 pages within like my Google Docs, within my Microsoft Word of just lyrics and stuff that was waiting to be released. And I even like put a stage name on myself. Right. So like I came up with this name that I thought really exemplified, you know, my mission as an artist and myself. And there were so many steps I had taken to you know, build this seed, but I didn't, I don't know, like if, if we're going to keep the seed analogy, I didn't pour water on it. I didn't mm -hmm. give it any sunlight. I just left it there. And then she came along and she was kind of like that ray of sunshine, <laughs> which is it's a nice way mm, to put it. But, yeah, um, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, let's, let's speak in metaphors for the rest of the episode. Just please. the entire, just yeah. entirely metaphors. <laughs> People are going to hate it if we do. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They're just going to stop it right now. Yeah. Um, I, we, we're not going to do no, that. I, I promise. Don't leave. <laughs> <laughs> but um, well, actually, I have one more metaphor, but like I needed to continue watering it, you know, mm -hmm. and I decided from there on that that was what I was going to do. And I've been doing it ever since. So awesome. Also, just to backtrack, uh, shout out SUNY gang, SUNY Binghamton, you went Sooty. to? Yeah, yes, I <laughs> yeah I, I know I told you that I live in Boston, but I'm from New York as well. Not the city, but upstate. And I went to uh, SUNY Plattsburgh. Oh, shit, which is, really? That's yeah. far up north. It, yeah, it, or, it is. Uh, I think it's like either 26 or 36 miles from the border. <laughs> yeah. So people would go dude. up to uh, Canada to drink because the, you know, drinking age. But yeah, I I, I uh, love me a fellow SUNY scholar. Yeah, yeah that's dope, dude. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, college. I miss it. College. How long did it do take? Do you? I actually I do, don't. Well, okay, what are okay. we going to say? <laughs> I... Uh, not, not, not so much anymore. I'm over it, but there was definitely like for the year after, I think it's cause I had a great time in college and it wasn't like, Oh, college was sick. Like I partied and like, it wasn't that, that wasn't the reason why I was actually truly because I enjoyed being in the environment where people were there to teach you things. And I was there to like learn and I studied something that I really enjoyed and I met my best friends there. So that's what I missed about it. But then, and I, and I was also probably just really hesitant to grow up <laughs> and actually like yeah. take on responsibilities. But, um, now, I mean, now I'm what three, almost four years removed from it. So it's fine. Mm -hmm. Like it, it, it was, uh, you look back at it. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I look back at it as just like, I had the time 
that I needed to have and it came to an end for a reason. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I totally agree. I think the thing I miss most about it is having time, almost unlimited amounts of time to just learn things. At this point in my life, I have to choose to set time aside to learn something new. Meanwhile, in college, that was all I was doing, right? I, I spent so much time having 15 tabs open on just things that I was curious about. And I feel like nowadays I'm doing things that I have to do that. And there's very little time for exploration, which in a way kind of makes me sad, but, you know, acknowledging that has forced me to, to try to make time for that every now and again. Um, but it was definitely a lot easier during college, but yeah. Do you have any tips on how you find time to learn new things? Because I find myself, I find it very difficult to maybe not schedule the time to learn new things, but just finding time to learn something new, even if it's within my discipline, just anything in general. Do you have any any uh, secret tips that might help me or any listeners out there who might be in the same boat? It's <laughs> That's hard. I, I don't have any tips per se. It's just like, being aware of of yourself so like whenever I decide hey I want to watch an episode of this show on Netflix I think to myself well can I do this instead like what's something I've been thinking about recently that I just want to learn more about um and I'll say okay instead of watching an episode of this right now I'll spend like 20 minutes looking something up um and I'll just fall into a rabbit hole. But it's actually a lot of fun letting your mind just go. So you'll like look up something and then you'll see this term that you don't understand and then define that and be like, oh, there's this other cool thing that I didn't know about. And like next thing you know, you're learning about like octopi and like <laughs> all the cool things about them, which also octopi yeah. are really cool. <laughs> yeah, like you're in the deep web all of a yeah, sudden. Yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> yeah, it's so random, but um, but also podcasts. I love podcasts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot of cool, cool ones out there that make it super easy for you to explore topics that you wouldn't normally explore. Like there's this one podcast I love um, called Hidden Brain mm -hmm. um, that that talks about sort of the what's a good like abstract for this podcast? I, I guess just the things within life that you often overlook, um, they sort of bring light to and like the psychology behind a lot of her behaviors and things like that. And then also stuff you should know is another good one. I've so, heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Podcasts make it really easy because then you can do other things, right? Because exactly. a lot of us are like, we don't have enough time for anything. Um, but with the podcast, you just you know, put on some headphones, you can still wash dishes, you can still work on something. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Still walk so. the dog. So walk that's, the dog. Exactly. I mean, I, I've always, I've been into podcasts for a while now, but I'm like even more in love with them now that I have the dog because it's perfect for my morning walk mm -hmm. and the, the evening walk with him, which is great. I find yeah. myself when I learn things, it's funny. I, what you're saying, like definitions of words, I find myself often looking up definitions of words. And I feel like that's like Dude. the main thing that I do that is a learning thing on the on the Internet or during like with, with some of my time that's on the computer. Dude, honestly, that's a majority of it, because I mean, so in undergrad, I actually studied neuroscience and half of my time spent there 
was looking up terms that I didn't know because yeah. they would ask us to read these, you know, journal articles that had a bunch of scientific jargon that makes no sense. There's no reason why they have to use it. They just use it to be elite. You know, it's really annoying. Um, right. But yeah. <laughs> there would be 15 tabs of just Google, like define this, define that. And it was, but it's really a part of the learning process. And, and yeah, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> School and, and words and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is going to sound pessimistic, like no matter how I phrase it, but I don't mean it to be. I feel dumber since I've left college just because I am not constantly learning. And I'm like, yeah. I haven't learned anything new. But I guess if I think about it, I'm learning more just how to be now yeah. that I'm out of school because you're just kind of tossed into the real world. Which is so cliche, yeah. but you know, you're you're learning no, just how, kind true. of how to exist and coexist and do all the mundane things like pay bills, but also just like I don't know, learn to cope with different stresses and stuff like that. So I guess in yeah. a way I am learning, but just not from the book. Street yeah. smarts, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think it's really important to acknowledge how, you know, a lot of a lot of learning comes from interpersonal relationships too. Like I find people so incredibly interesting and in like, even just a conversation like we're having, there's so much information that's being passed from one another, like in your body language and the way that you're talking within the like moments of silence, like there's so much that you can be thinking about or reflecting about while, you know, interacting with others that, you know, there's always an opportunity to learn. And, you know, books and textbooks, they're only going to do so much for you, especially as you go into life and you discover your passions and focus up on things. Mm -hmm. You don't really need that anymore. But if you're interested in it, it's always there. Right. But right. this is just as important, I think. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that this is quite possibly the my most favorite tangent I've ever gone on in a show and tell podcast. Oh, shit. I like, didn't even realize that this was a tangent. Right? <laughs> no, I mean, but at the same time, I don't think it is a tangent. I, by definition, it is because it is slightly unrelated to what we were talking about. And I, and I, it's my fault. <laughs> I'll take the blame because I brought it up. We started talking about school and stuff, but I think it's important. And any listeners who disagree can shut the f no, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but let's bring it, let's bring it back to, to you a little bit more in your music. So something, since you've listened to the show, you, you probably know what's about to come. When I have guests on who make music, I like to play a couple snippets for the audience to give them a little bit of a taste of what kind of music the guest makes. So is that cool with you if we play two tracks, a couple snippets for, for the people? Yeah, that's cool with me. Okay. <laughs> I'm see, smiling really hard right now. I, I know I can see. Are is, why is that? What's the emotion? Part of me is reading it as uh, nervousness, or or is it excitement? It's both. I don't know when when I'm aware that people are like playing my music for like their personal enjoyment. It, it's just it's like a mo moment of pride, and then a moment of like, wow, I can't believe it. And each time, it, yeah. it never gets old. But it's the fun of being yeah, an Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, no, that's amazing. <laughs> so if you don't mind, I'll pick a track first, and then you can pick one. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I'm just going to go with the one right off top, the one that just came out, Money Right. Cool, cool. We will be playing Money Right by Aura, and we'll see you on the other side. Don't care what people say, I'm passing, I'm seeing fine. Wrote it up on paper, nice, relocating, you can't find. 
So that was Money Right by our lovely guest, Aura. So what track would you like to play to give the second taste to the listeners of your music? Yes. So I actually am coming out with a new song on Sunday. But by the time you release this podcast, it will be out. So it's my newest track called In a Minute. Hell yeah. You did the job for me. I wanted you to pick that track. And then, and then you did like the lead in too. I was going to say how it, it would have already been out by the time people were listening to this podcast. So I'm really glad you did that. Thank you. And I saw you like inch up in your seat. Like, is she going to say, gonna say it? <laughs> yes, and she did. So let's play that track. And I'm mad. But I only say to you what you mean to me. If it's never going to last, then it's made for me. Because I'm painfully. So impatient, see. I keep on falling for lies. I keep on falling for tries. I keep on falling for faith. I keep on falling for goodness sake. I'm mad. Something vain. If I was a sun, you'd be the rain. Blood in my memory, stuck with no bow. Seeing your actions, so fuck what you wrote. You made me feel like a crime for what you're doing sometimes. I just wanna be okay. Speak to me right every day. So that was in a minute, which again came out on Sunday. So by the time you're listening to this podcast, it will be on all streaming platforms. You should go listen to it in its entirety, as we only played just a little sneak peek of it. How are you feeling about that song now that it's out? Well, this is, I mean, we're recording before it came out. So this is like, if you can tap into your future self, how are you feeling now that the song is out? I'm just kidding. How are you feeling with uh, the imminent release of this track? I'm, I'm super excited. With each song that I put out, I just really take, like to take a step back and acknowledge my growth and acknowledge how, how much I've been experimenting with my voice with my sound with the production and co-producing it um with the lovely brendan keenan who's the producer of the track it's just been i feel a, a really big sense of pride which is something that i've i just realized i've been waiting so long to feel and i feel it now and every day i've been taking the time to feel that because 
I work so fucking hard at this <laughs> and I do it every day. I have this nine to five, which often goes from eight to six and I'm still doing this and it's everything I want to be doing. It makes me so happy. And I just, you know, all I can hope for at this moment is that it can make other people happy too. And if that happens, dude, there's nothing more I want in life. You know, I really don't care about the money. I mean, money is nice. Don't get me wrong. But like at the end of the day, like if you can't find happiness when you are, you know, you don't have everything, then you won't ever really find happiness when you do have everything. You know, happiness starts from within. And I I found that, you know, now. And I'm just so proud. In a minute, it's great, y'all. I hope you love it just as much as I do. And if not, yo, there'll be another track right after it. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) I'm sure they will love it because I'm a big fan of your music. And the stuff that you've been putting out lately, um, I like the stuff that you started with in, in 2018, but this stuff that you've been putting out you know, the last couple of weeks, couple of months has been really, really good. So yeah, I'm excited to hear what comes next as well. So where, this is a question I have been wanting to ask since I knew of you and since I started following you on social media, because you're very, fuck, what's the word? Open. <laughs> the word is open. <laughs> Imagine like, oh man, see, this is what I'm saying about sounding dumber, like feeling dumber. I, I, I was a, I, not to flex, but I had a three seven nine uh, GPA when I graduated. Oh, wow. So okay. I like Steps that would that. yeah, like thank you, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that would demonstrate that I am smart to some people. But ever since I graduated, like sometimes I feel like I just can't speak or like I can't retrieve. It's the, it's a retrieval thing mainly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so let me get back to the question I was going to ask you. <laughs> ever since I started following you on social media, I've noticed how open you are about sharing your story and your your journey on just kind of building your mentality on on loving yourself and finding happiness. When did that kind of start for you? Have you always been like that? Or was there a point where, you know, not to dive too deep into any potential trauma or, or past anything, but was there a point where you, uh, a switch was flipped and you're like, I'm going to start taking care of myself and being happy? Yeah, I, I mean... I mean, you sort of mentioned it already, but in all honesty and to be completely transparent with you and, you know, the future audience, I've dealt with depression and anxiety throughout my entire life. And I like I recently sort of made a switch in that. um, What's the word? uh, Well, each morning I sort of start off with three gratitudes and that kicks off my morning in, in the best way, I think every day. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but aside from that, I think the self love and acceptance is ongoing. And the, the key to continuing that is being incredibly honest with myself, um, which for a long time I wasn't. And I think it was because I felt ashamed because there were days where I was just really sad or there were days where I felt really antisocial and, too introspective or whatever the case may be. And I sort of like hated myself for it. And there came a point where it was like, this is who I am and that's not changing anytime soon. So what I need to change is how I react to who I am. And once I took that step, it was really a 360 for me because I wasn't fighting myself anymore. I was like, 
nah, girl, like you're sad right now. It's all right. Embrace it. And in, you know, 15 minutes in a day, whatever it is, there's going to be a moment where that switch is flipped and you're happy again. And that's just a part of life. And you need to find contentment in every emotion that comes your way. And really after that, you know, it's, it's really just self-love and acceptance, I think, comes from that honest conversation with yourself. And so once I figured that out, you know, it brought me here, but it's, right. it's a journey, you know, it's, I'm not an expert at it. <laughs> I'm still working <laughs> yeah. on it. No, I don't think anyone's an expert at it. Cause there, I have yet to see a, uh, a finished product of a human being that is perfect <laughs> in every way and loves themselves and never get, well, I mean, I've seen like traces. It's funny. Um, I was thinking about this guy when you were, while you were talking, um shoot what's his name Gwyneth Paltrow have you heard of the goop lab yeah I have have you watched any of it before I have it no so I'm not an expert on this I've only watched one episode but my girlfriend showed me this one episode so the guy's name is Wim Hof and he's Dutch and he has trained his body through cold water therapy to be pretty much disease sickness free like he can kind of cure any of his sicknesses like you know common cold i don't know how deep it goes in in that regard but he uses he uses cold water therapy to heal himself and to make his body alkaline to get more scientific Mm. about it um but it also helps with anxiety and the episode of the goop lab with gwyneth paltrow she would send some of her employees to go on a retreat with him and they would they kind of shared some of the reasons why they were there, what they wanted to get out of it and any of, you know, their past trauma that might give them PTSD or, or any sort of anxiety. And, um, I think that guy, if you watch that episode, I feel like that guy's very close to the finished product because he just seems Mm. like the energy that he emits, even through the TV, because I'm not even in the same space physically as him is very, very pure. And I really enjoyed watching that. And, uh, so one of the things that I'm starting to do, and I'm only on day two, day, uh, today was day two, is um, ending my shower on ice cold water. Dude, I do that now you do? too. It's also good for your heart. It, right. Um, so I hear it's also good for your hair things. too. Wait, what? Really? I heard okay. that it's good. It gives your hair volume <laughs> naturally. Okay. I could well, be I could be so fucking wrong about that, but dude. I think I'm right. Even if it's like placebo effect, I don't True. care. Like if I, I wake up placebo. and I think my hair looks more uh, <laughs> more voluptuous, then I I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, but you do. So you do cold showers or or end your showers on cold. Yeah, I could never do it the entire time. I yeah. just love sitting in like the steam. But oh then God, I yeah. try to end it where it like jolts my energy yeah. and then. You know, I'm ready for the next move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. And like physically, it, it the hot shower relaxes your muscles and then the cold tightens them back up so they're ready to go for the day. Mm-hmm. I, I've done it in the past, but now I'm doing it for a different mental purpose. I'm trying to uh, we'll see. I'm not very good at picking up habits and sticking with them, oh, um, especially when it's like a self-help type of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm trying with this one. So like that's better than not. <laughs> yep, that is. Yeah. So um, if anybody, you know, I mean, we'll mention this at the end, you know, your social media, but if anybody needs a little pick me up, I think they should just go check out your Instagram because I feel like you are doing a service maybe without even knowing it to the people who follow you of just sharing your story and sharing like where you're at mentally. I think that's super important for creatives and just humanity to kind of share our feelings. <laughs> like that's, I mean, at the end, yeah. of, like 
at the core of it, it's just like we have to share our feelings with each other because that's how we connect and that's how we get better and grow. So props to you on your Instagram is basically what I'm saying. I and I, I, I just feel like it's that. it's helpful. It's it's nice <laughs> it's nice to hear from other people and kind of like get a little peek into their journey towards uh, being wow. a better human. So. I love that. I never would have thought that was how I was being portrayed in my Instagram, but it makes me so happy that you think so because I don't know. I I think like I also get sucked into the idea of like I have to market myself, you know, market myself as an artist, make sure that everyone wants to like click and listen to my music, but you know, there are some days where I'm like dude, I, I'm just as human as you. Right. I just want to share with you what I'm feeling. Whether or not it resonates with you, I, I just need it out there. And so it's nice that it's being received by some at least. So Yeah, and, and of course. And if you do that, that, that plays into the whole marketing. Because if you're just portraying yourself as yourself, then that becomes the image. And that is the type of image that I feel artists should be is themselves. It's like, yeah, again, it's so totally. obvious and like, you know, like not putting on a front or anything. So, you know, I'm sure, you know, some, sometimes people on social media are a little too like, uh, maybe opens not the right word in this situation, but, but they share a little too much. But yeah. I think, I think sharing bits and pieces and what's important and what you think, what is cathartic for you, mm-hmm. I think is what's most important. But if it helps some other people, then that's dope. That's so dope. <laughs> that's the goal, man. That's the goal. So I think that's a great place to end off part one of the show. We will be back in part two for show and tell and more. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the show and tell podcast. This is part two of the show, which is show and tell and more. So for the show and tell portion, which is where the guest brings in an item of significance, something that is significant to them that they enjoy listening to or viewing or I have I'm saying I'm kind of floundering because I have no idea what Aura's brought in. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you just take it away from me and <laughs> take me take out it. of my misery, please? What did you bring <laughs> into show and tell to share with the audience today? So I actually brought a poem. Ooh, um, okay, first first poem. Yeah, I, I I write that I think in the show notes or in the in the running order of the show. Maybe I don't, but I always use that as an example of what people can share. And no one hasn't yeah. has done it yet. So I'm really excited that that someone has finally oh, yay. done that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so honored to be the first. Yeah. So um, yeah, shall I read it? Yes, please. <laughs> Let's do it. And this actually doesn't have a title to it. Um, I sort of write. Uh, poems. I started, or I tried to start the series. It hasn't been very consistent at all, but I called it Derailed. Um, I thought I was really, uh, I thought the name was cool because what I do is I write it on my, on the train ride to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's basically just um, stream of consciousness sort of writing. And so I just don't think about it. I just go and there's never necessarily a topic at hand. It's just, just the thoughts. So um, yeah, I'll go ahead. When emptiness comes to play, you fear that it's there to stay. You question the meaning of fulfillment and accept the absence of it. Convince yourself you're not worthy or that it doesn't exist. Comparative tendency sneaks sinister whispers in your ear and you look around frantically in a house of mirrors, searching for a reflection that you like, but only then come to realize that none are familiar or they all are. 
and you refuse to accept it, seeing histories of messages and wondering who sent it. Was it you? Was it me? There goes another olive branch in the denial tree. But then beside me, something begins to sprout, a concept I'm too used to giving to others in tiring abundance, forgiveness. It's there and it stares, reaching out from the mirror, touching my shoulder and says, we are all you, but your perception is your only truth. Don't let that perception be jaded by doubt and regret. Forgive my love, but never forget. That's it. Snaps. I know <laughs> what to do. I know. I know. You don't clap. You snap. I know. You're hip to it. <laughs> that was amazing. That was beautiful. I really enjoyed thank that. You. And thank you for sharing. Of course. So when did you write that? Um, it says I wrote it, on, according to my notes, it says December 22nd. So recent. So recently. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah. What does it mean? What does it mean to you? What does it mean? <laughs> what does it all mean? Um, well, you know, I sort of mentioned earlier that, you know, I've dealt with depression and anxiety. And, and I think what comes along with this, with with that, you know, mental illness, it is this feeling of emptiness. You know, a lot of people say loneliness, but paired with that is this emptiness where you almost start to not feel things or things aren't internalized as much. And, you know, you're in a moment and all of a sudden you feel like you're just watching other people enjoy things. And it becomes very scary to feel that empty. Right. Um, and sort of, and that's what led me, led this train of thought, which, um, the first line is when emptiness comes to play, you fear that it's there to stay. Um, and, and sort of goes on from there. But that first line is, I guess I'll use the word inspired of, from that feeling. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it kind of just goes, it starts talking through the concept of becoming familiar with yourself or accepting yourself, which is something we already talked right. about. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I make the analogy or the metaphor of us being in a house of mirrors and searching for a reflection that I like. Um, and not being able to find one or not being able to recognize any of those reflections. Um, and and oftentimes I feel like that, right, where I, I look in a mirror when I'm in one state of mind, um, whether, you know, it's sadness, it's nervousness, whatever the case may be. And I don't recognize myself because I don't want to recognize myself in that moment. I don't want that to be me. Um, but like eventually coming to accept it. Um instead of being in denial, like the olive branch of the, the denial tree, excuse me. But um, yeah, it, it, it's sort of all wrapped around that tug of war with yourself and in, in trying to find that acceptance. So I think it builds off nicely off of the conversation we were having. Yeah, definitely. Because it's as you yeah. said, it's, you know, being comfortable with your emotions and recognizing whatever emotion you're having at any given time is okay. And it's happening for a reason. And if you accept that, then you can grow from it and maybe get rid of that feeling if it's a negative one or capitalize on it if it's a positive one. So yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah. that, it is really interesting that it, it really, it's funny how we kind of talked about this before you sharing yeah. this item. The universe. And it wasn't planned at all. <laughs> right. No, it definitely wasn't. I had no idea what the item was. So yeah. 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 That's awesome. I really enjoyed that. So, I mean, you write on the subway every morning. Do you set a goal for yourself? Do you like, or do you just write? I just write. Yeah. yeah, there there isn't any goal. It's basically I but the rule is is I have to stop when I get to my station, mm -hmm. right? So I can't 
because I think what happens is if I try to continue it on after that moment, it the the concept or the idea sort of changes because I'm no longer in that mind, in that like, you know, frame of mind at that moment anymore. Like I was on the train. This is what I thought while I was on the train. But now I'm out of that moment. And I don't want that to be reflected um, necessarily within the poem. I want it to be from that exact moment mm -hmm. of being on that train. So that's my only rule. But I haven't been good about <laughs> writing consistently on the train. Um, but I try to do it as much as I can. Um, so, yeah. So you've been writing poetry and just writing in general for a long time, but you haven't been making music for as long as you've been mm -hmm. writing. Yeah. So would you consider yourself an aspiring artist rather than like, well, I mean, everybody's kind of an aspiring artist no matter what stage they're at, but you're mm -hmm. fledgling. I don't know if that's, is that kind of negative <laughs> sounding? No. No, but I mean, what, what kind of artist would you describe yourself as? Oh, that's actually a good question. What kind of artist would I describe myself as? Jeez, that is hard. Oh, man, because like whenever I think of an artist or a musician, um, let's just stick with artists. Whenever I think about an artist, I sort of imagine an expert at, at their craft, mm -hmm. right? And because I've really accepted that I'm just always learning. Um, I, I feel like I never feel like I'm ever going to be an expert. And so I think it's really hard for me to put my, like a label on myself and say like, yes, I'm an artist. I'm like, so I guess the type of artist I am is like a learning artist. I don't know. It's just yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know how else to describe it, but like, I never feel like, uh, Jeez, I don't know, dude. This is hard. <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even like question. plan this question. Um, yeah. Because I'm thinking about it too now that I've asked it. And I find it strange to call myself an artist as well. Yeah. Because I just don't sometimes it's down to like how much output there is, how much work I'm putting out. And I feel like that mm -hmm. validates me as an artist, like makes me feel like I'm qualified to call myself an artist. But that's mm -hmm. also kind of bullshit too I think because I, I feel like how you describe it as being a learning I feel like that's a big part of being an artist is always learning because yeah. kind of like I said before with the the that guy Wim Hof you know he might be the closest to some final product with artists I don't think there is any sort of like final product there's people who are still learning and yeah. especially with music you see those things that people learned through their current music what they're currently like putting out so, yeah. you know, if their music is, even if it's, you know, hopefully if it's an artist you like, their music's getting better. But even if it's getting worse, that doesn't mean that they're not learning things. Yeah, so I feel exactly. like at the end of the day, you know, I mean, there, yeah, there are experts per se, but learning is the, is a very important char characteristic of being an artist. And, yeah. and, and also I just feel like if you create things, uh, you can call yourself an artist. If, if you create, yeah what is defined as art like you and I do, then I think you can call mm -hmm. yourself an artist. That's just me though. True. No, I absolutely agree. It's an interesting question though. Yeah. I'll think about it more. Yeah, <laughs> and it, well, the reason why I asked it is because I was curious to know what you think the most important characteristic for, I, I, I had written down aspiring artists to have, but now that we've kind of deviated a little bit from that, what do you think the most important characteristic is to have 
for an artist? So I really love this question. Um, You know, I think there's so many, you know, different characteristics that many artists embody. But I think one of the most important ones that I've experienced and that I see a lot within the friends that I've created through art is this balance between selflessness and selfishness. You know, as an artist, especially when you're also working and trying to fund your art, there's you're so pressed for time, right? And at the same time, you're also like getting invitations all the time for like events that your friends are doing and you want to support. But then you're like, when am I going to find time to to work on things that I'm working on for myself? And you're constantly like in this realm of like, when do I have to be, when do I have to do things for myself? When do I have to be selfish? And when do I have to be selfless? When do I have to support others? Um, And I think that it's truly an art in itself, finding that perfect 50-50 blend. And oftentimes, like, I don't find it very well, but, but I always aspire to, to find that that blend. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's so important because, you know, there are times where, you know, it's important to let other people know that you respect them, you respect their art, and you're there to hopefully unconditionally support them. Unless you do something crazy, then maybe that that is a condition there. Mm-hmm. But, but then you also need to take the time to think, have you done enough for yourself that week or that day? Do you have the energy to go out and and be a good supporter when you're there? And if you don't think so, then it's probably time to be a little selfish and stay home. Like I do that sometimes. And I try to be super transparent with people where it's like, listen, I had a super long day. I will love to support it. And you know, I'll be there next time. But today, you know, I have to sit this one out because that's what's yeah. best for me and for my mind. And finding that blend while also being super honest, I think is such an important characteristic. And I respect people so much more when they give me that and show me that that honesty and that attempt to to balance it. Mm-hmm. So that's personally what I think is most important. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that heavily. I also think there's a fine line between being selfish and also being too introverted or too mm-hmm. hesitant to go out. Cause I, and I, I'm speaking from a personal standpoint, cause I can be like that. I, I mean, I work from home, so I like, why go, why go anywhere else? Everything I need is right here in front of me. <laughs> exactly. no, I get, I get in that mindset from time to time and it's less so of a, oh, I need to go out because I need to support people. So people, so they'll know that I'm supporting them. It's not that because then the intention isn't really as pure. You have to want to support yeah. them in the yeah, first place. But I think sometimes just getting over that hump and forcing yourself to kind of go out sometimes is is mm-hmm. important because then you might, you know, when you're at the event or whatever function it may be where you're supporting somebody and, and their work, you're there and you're realizing, oh, this was actually a really good idea. I'm glad I, <laughs> I'm glad I got yeah, out of the house and came out. Totally. Which is difficult Absolutely. at this time of the year, as we mentioned before, seasonal depression gang. Much rather yeah. being inside. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, we we move on. We try to we try to combat that. And thankfully, sure. it's almost springtime. But yeah, that's another conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I I yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that's a really good quality to have. So yeah, thank you for answering that question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. Is. Thank you. Thank you for answering. Thank your you question. for participating thank in that uh, question and answer. Yes. 
Yeah. So before we end the show, there's one other portion that I like to do with my guests. And it is something that I didn't learn in school, not me, the guest, something that the guests didn't learn in school. So what is something that you didn't learn in school while you were at SUNY Binghamton that you would like to share with? Am I giving too much information out about you personally? Oh, <laughs> no, think. you're good. You good. said it first. You said it first. The internet is... Yeah. People will find out regardless <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> so what is something that you learned outside of school? Something that you learned through your very walks of life? It can be serious. It can be funny. It can be useful or it can be not useful. It's just anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that um, since a lot of artists probably listen to the show, um, I'm going to give them a life hack for making more money and Ooh, okay. I'm listening easy, in an easy way. Oh yes. yeah. I want to, I, I want more money. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause you always see these things like 50 ways to make, you know, money as a 24 year old. Oh, and I'm like, God. first of all, how do you like, how do you know my age? Well, actually I'm 23. So, but yeah. like, they'll always like exactly put my age and it freaks me out. I'm like, you know, too much internet, but anyways, <laughs> Um, this is an actual, very, um, very good way that I have personally experienced way to make money, um, focus groups. So if you've never heard of what a focus group is before, essentially there's a bunch of companies out there that are looking for opinions from the general public on various things. It could be like a new technology, it could be a new phone, a new video game, Whatever the whatever the product is, there's a bunch of them out right. there, like new food um, and, or some right. Isn't yeah. like you can t taste it's, that's like new children's I cereal. <laughs> I haven't been that lucky, but um, oh, man. <laughs> I'm sure that it's a uh, it's definitely a thing. Actually, funny enough, I don't know if you've ever played Monkey Ball, but I was one of the first teenagers to play Monkey Ball because I was one of the people in the focus group when I was oh, wow. twelve, which is super weird fact about yeah. me. Um, that is weird, but, but I'm glad that's cool yeah. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyways, there's like a bunch of websites. If you just Google focus groups, um, I think there's one called like advanced opinions where if you sign up for their, um, their email list, um, they'll send you emails every now and again, based off of the profile you create. And essentially you'll take two hours out of some random day during like the day or during the evening to just answer questions with people if you qualify and get like, I don't know, like 150 bucks for two hours, which I think is a great oh my God, yeah. turn for just talking about what I think about something. So artists out there that work weird hours anyway and are probably available at the hours where they need people to come in, please look into it, make yourself some extra cash, make some dope music videos with that cash, make some dope music with it, anything your heart desires. Advanced Opinions is a good place to start. And yeah, good luck. Damn, that that's really helpful. That was a really helpful thing you just shared. I might I have to I'm gonna have to look into that because like 150 bucks in two hours, that's more than I get paid per hour for my current job. Which is if my boss is listening, that's fine. Just so we're clear <laughs> what it is. It is more than that. So yeah, yeah, what's the most interesting product or anything, item, food, whatever that you were a part of a focus group for, if you can remember. Yeah. I mean, I guess like monkey ball probably yeah. was the coolest one, honestly. I mean, I've done some weird ones for, well, not super weird, but I've done some for like Facebook. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I'm even allowed to talk about it, but I don't know. Fuck it. Sue me. Well, actually don't actually sue me, but um, <laughs> <laughs> please don't. I do not have money. I, I am an aspiring or I'm a learning um, artist. So please, yeah. please don't. Sue me. But um, 
I guess I'll keep it vague just in case, but I've done one for Facebook, like a bunch of features that they were like releasing. Um, there's one on like activism and charities, like donating to charities. Like what makes you want to donate to specific charities? Mm-hmm. What kind of charities do you donate to? I guess they were trying to like see what was the best way to lure, you know, people to right. donate more of their money. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of like interesting, weird topics that the law that will just like pop up and you can sign up for it. So yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really cool. So on that note, we will wrap up the show, but before we go, this is your opportunity to tell people what you've got going on, where people can find you and all that other good stuff. So take it away. Yay. Um, so February 16th is when in a minute comes out. So probably by the time you're listening to this, it is already out. So please, please stream it. It will be on all platforms. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at underscore Aura Music, and you'll be able to see all the vulnerable posts that Creator K had mentioned <laughs> to you today. I actually do have that poem that I wrote posted on my Instagram as well, so you can read that as well as other ones if you are interested. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much like the major platforms. You can find me other places or DM me if you want to like, you know, chat personally and find out where else I'm at. But can you could start there yeah see, see how you like it <laughs> yeah or if you're or if you're in brooklyn or the new york area if you're ever performing so so follow yeah. follow her to uh keep up to date on that stuff right yeah lots of gigs coming in in march so be on the lookout nice that's what's up and as always you can find these links at the show notes at soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell if you want to check out Aura's music which you should I'm telling you right now, you have to. If you want to continue <laughs> listening to this podcast, you have to listen to her music. And if you don't, I'm going to put some sort of like geo block on your phone so you can't <laughs> listen to this podcast if it's something that you enjoy. So go listen to her music. Go check her out on social media. Again, if you're in the New York area and she's performing, go see her. Come through. I'll give you a hug if you do. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to check out what we're doing, you can follow us at Let's Show and Tell. We also have a Spotify playlist. We uh, we only have seven now. Sad days. It's not eight anymore. The, the Trap, which was one of the playlists, the genre specific. I, I couldn't keep up with it. There, there's just not enough trap music that I listen to to keep up with that playlist if I'm being completely candid. So but yeah, you can go check out uh, our other Spotify playlist, playlist, which Aura is a part of. There's a few songs here and there scattered. And as she has more music out, they will most likely be in those playlists unless they're terrible but i don't think they will be <laughs> i, I ha- i'm Honestly, very confident the feels, of that. the feel also for everyone that's listening the feels playlist is my favorite one it's super dope so check it out yeah if you're if you're sad or maybe not sad i don't know i i make it with the frame of mind that like this is the music you listen to when you're kind of in your feels i mean it's very self-explanatory yep. but yeah thank, thank you for the endorsement on that one i didn't i didn't tell her to say that or pay her for the record but anyway last thing i gotta say is if you would like to give a rating and review on apple podcasts uh again only if it's positive please i'm fragile i i need this um you can do so and if you like this episode share it with a friend because sharing is caring aura thank you so much for joining me Thanks, Curator. Okay, I appreciate it. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>